Are you ready? Go. It's time, time to separate the men from the boys. boys. And get down to the business of sport right here on the world famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to another edition of Football 2 Plus 3 on the Ginger's Perspective. Remember to check us out on cs2plusc.co.za and find us on cliffcentral.com so you can find us on the podcast page there. Before I introduce Mo, it wouldn't be justice, it wouldn't be fair if I didn't start off Football 2 Plus 3 this week with a song very familiar to Liverpool fans. Okay, 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 enough of that. Uh, Mo, it must be difficult for you to hear that, knowing that Liverpool are top of the Premier League after what was a demolition of Watford at Anfield. Yeah, Liverpool put on a scintillating attacking display of football, eh? Jeepers, they were... I mean, I watched it and sure, I was impressed, eh? That uh, intensity, the hunger, you know, the goals from all over the pitch, eh? It's just not like one player getting all the goals, it's everyone getting in on the action. Yeah, they, they're sharing the goals around. I mean, Ginny Vinaldum getting on the score sheet. I saw a stat that this season is, because they're, they're trying to compare this team to the Brendan Rodgers team. And Jurgen Klopp keeps saying that it's not the same team. It's a different team. It's a new team. And the goals are being spread around. And some people are even saying that they're better now than when they had Suarez. Yeah, they, they are. I mean, because when they had Suarez, you always depended on one guy to get the goal. And like now, they've got, they're getting it from everyone. And it just, you, you get this vibe from Liverpool at the moment. It's like everybody's just happy. You know, the manager is happy. Players are happier. So, and I think that's making a bigger difference for them. Big time. Jurgen Klopp, though, not getting excited about the title race just yet. He says nothing has changed. There's still a lot of football to be played. He was chatting to the BBC. Let's hear from him now. I can. I have no problem to celebrate things when, when, when there is something to celebrate. Maybe somebody needs to stop me then. When it's about, um, <laughs> but it's nothing to celebrate in this moment. That's, that's how it is. Um, no, we are, we are in a good way. But this is our responsibility. We are Liverpool. We cannot play like somebody. So everyone needs to needs to know when we are there. There are not only red shirts. There are quite a good side uh, in the red shirt, uh, red kit, and um, so all good until now. But nothing else. And having said that, finally, when you send them all around the world, you're top of the Premier League, which is the worst positions to be. Absolutely better than any other position. Mo, what do you make of of Jurgen Klopp not getting ahead of himself? He's keeping his his two feet firmly placed on the ground, game by game, he still knows there's a lot of football to be played. He's a very smart man to do that because, you know, we all know what happens if you get too uh, excited uh, in the Premier League. You, know, you could just find yourself losing a couple of games and then you back to mid-table. And uh, it's, a, it's good of him to, dis- to do that, to, to play down, to say, you know, we take in one game at a time. All the great managers have done that over the years, all the title-winning managers. 
so I think he's learned something from 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 them, and also you know from his experience with Dortmund. I mean, he knows what it's like. Tell me though, I know you're a Manchester United fan, but I would quite like to see Liverpool win the title this season, and I know that's blasphemy in some parts of England and the world who support uh, the Red Devils, but. I really would like to see Liverpool win the Premier League this season. You agree with that? You think they could go all the way, and do you think they would be deserved title winners? Yeah, I think if they continue at this rate, then I mean, why they they would deserve it if they beat everybody. And you know, I think that after this international break, they 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 could be at the top for a while. Looking at the the run of fixtures. Now they've got Terry Payne's old team, Southampton. They've got <laughs> Sunderland, Bournemouth, West Ham, Middlesbrough. So, and then I think they play Everton just the last day of the year. So, you know, they could be there for a while. Um, I can't say I want them to win. <laughs> to have this uh, supporters every year saying, "Just watch us next season. We're going to do it." I, I wouldn't want it to end, but I mean, it's been long overdue, and they're one of the great European clubs, and you know. Not to win the Premier League is is uh, a big thing for them. There could be an argument coming from Stamford Bridge, from a manager who seems to have turned Chelsea around, and Antonio Conte. Chelsea were outstanding, five nil over the weekend, and I've got to give you credit on this. You called it. Yeah, I mean Chelsea hammered Everton, and I I don't understand how Everton conceded five and they played with five defenders. Just you know, maybe Kuman got it wrong in playing five defenders. Could have maybe packed his midfield a bit more. But Chelsea on the day, just like Liverpool, I mean, they were just top notch. You couldn't, you couldn't beat them. Conte has come out and said that Eden Hazard is the complete player. So I mean, having someone like that in the side playing for you, you would have expected more from Everton. I think I'm a little bit disappointed. They they just showed maybe a little bit of a soft underbelly when things were looking good. And the question is, where was Romelu Lukaku? Did he even yeah. play? Yeah, they were they were totally out of it. I don't know what what happened to Everton. It's not like they had hangover from Champions League or European football. They just didn't turn up on the day, and that that happens in the Premier League. It's on the day you, if you don't turn up, the other team's gonna smash you. But you know, Chelsea's run of fixtures looking ahead, they don't have the easiest game. They've got Spurs and Man City, one after the other. They've got Middlesbrough and they've got West Brom. So, you know, and West Brom picked up a, a good victory uh, over Leicester in a beat the champions. So, That's right. Uh, Chelsea might just find it a bit more harder than Liverpool. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Plenty football. You've got to love the Premier League because anything can happen. Let's hear now from Antonio Conte talking to the BBC about his team's efforts midweek how the hard work is finally paying off. You show uh, the work that we are doing uh, during uh, the, the week uh, is, uh, is important. For me, it's, it's very important and at least the, above all for the players because they, uh, they deserve this because uh, they show me every day a great commitment, great work rate during the training session. And uh, I can tell that we are working very hard. But uh, when uh, you have uh, this, uh, this type of game, this result, I think that uh, is uh, fantastic. All right, Mo, that's Chelsea in the bag. The hashtag was trending over the weekend. 
It was NLD, North London Derby. End of the day, though, you've got to think Arsenal dropped points. Uh, I think Spurs held on. It was a cracking game of football. If you're a neutral fan, it was awesome to watch because it was end-to-end stuff. Chances both sides, the keepers pulling out the stops. At the end of the day, you've got to say, though, Pochettino will be the happier of the two managers. I don't know if he'll be happier. Arsenal sort of disappeared in that second half. Chamberlain was horrible. Um, Giroud didn't really do much. Walcott had a good first half. I mean, he hit the bar twice. Yeah. Uh, Spurs, I think, they they came in with a plan and they executed it. To take a, I don't think they the fans might not be happy. I mean, who wants to draw against your you know your biggest rivals? You want to get one over them. And uh, I think that, you know, Spurs, they, they, they executed it properly. Arsenal could have won it, but, you know, it's the Premier League. Well, there was one point where Janssen had a shot and he shinned it. And that mm-hmm. should have been all she wrote. Good night, nurse. And Spurs would have come away with three points at the Emirates. So uh, at this point... Yeah, 1-1, it finished, and, you know, I enjoyed the game, thoroughly enjoyed the game, but as you say, Spurs fans probably won't be too happy. Arsene Wenger, speaking to the BBC after the game, said Arsenal were nervous. I felt that uh, it's disappointing to drop two points at home, and uh, that uh, we created plenty of chances of dangerous situations in the first half. And the first half, second half, uh, it looked a bit more laboured, I... Uh, Plenty of aspects in our game uh, I didn't like, but uh, the spirit was there, the desire was there. But I think we were a bit too nervous, maybe, uh, wanted absolutely to win the game. Mo, you made a good point. You know, you said players disappeared, and that's got to be a worry for Arsenal. We mentioned the fact that November's a dodgy month for the Gunners and that they misfire, shoot blanks, if you like, damp squibs. Um, I'll stop there because I know the, the Arsenal fans will be very upset right now, but... It is a concern that your team disappears. Players in particular go missing. Even Sanchez, I mean, he was all our big fantasy pick and thinking he was going to do well. And he sort of, he wasn't much, he wasn't much in the game. Eh? No, he, he wasn't. wasn't. His normal, creative self. And uh, that, that, that was maybe why it was a bit disappointing in that he wasn't the, the, the main guy of the match. I think Arsenal definitely need to look at another striker in uh, the January transfer window if they're going to mount a serious challenge for the title. A team that um, looks to have eased the pressure off their managers, Manchester United, uh, after a barren patch, shall we we say, and uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic not scoring for over 560 minutes of football. The man who claims to be the god of the Premier League, Zlatan himself, scored... And in the process, 25,000 goals have now scored in the Barclays Premier League. So, Manchester United back on track, or is this just a, a sort of lull period? What's your take, Mo? I, I think that, you know what, they were decent in the game against Swansea. But you shouldn't get ex- Swansea. They're not exactly top uh, mob these days. They're rubbish. They're down in the bottom. Yeah, they're rubbish. Let's, let's call a spade a spade. Yeah. You know, you should be beating them. You more by more than 3-1 and you know something about Mourinho doesn't sit well with me these days I don't know if you've noticed he's always looking depressed and sad and you know even when they showed him like every time they scored when they showed him he was like you know no no passion no nothing just oh, okay go 
I don't know, maybe it's because he's missing his family because they're in London and he's in Manchester. Or maybe somebody ran over his cat. Or, <laughs> Let's hope know, not. He makes, Let's hope he not. He makes that statement about certain players and ex- uh, accusing them of lacking like toughness or some, something like that. I think he was you know, taking a pop at Smalling and Shaw yeah. in, in his old defensive lineup. But that's like uncalled for. If you know, you're the manager, you want to build a, a bond with your or relationship with your players. Like what he did when he got his, uh, you know, the Chelsea job the first time round. He had that bond with him, and that's why. And he always seemed happier. Now he just seems depressed. Yeah. I think that's the biggest problem is that he's not feeling the sort of, you know, the passion like Conte and maybe Klopp. Yeah, I like to see a manager get excited when his team scores. You know, like the whole. Then the whole blue steel thing doesn't work for me, and, and I just wonder if Mourinho hasn't lost the change room to a certain extent, and that you know he's feeling yeah fine it's the it's the biggest job in in the world in terms of club football, but you've got to show some emotion. Come on, man. So, so you happy for your? I mean, Pogba scores after all the pressure he's been on. As Latin ended his drought, you know, be a bit happy for them. You know, throw up a fist. You know, enjoy it. You in, in any case he was in the stands, so why not? I mean. Not like he was on the touch touchline or at the bottom. In the stands, be a fan. Yeah, I agree with you. All right. The other half of Manchester, not so happy. 1-1 draw and points dropped uh, for Pep Guardiola's men. Sergio Aguero on the score sheet again. Fantasy football, mm-hmm. he's a shoe and you've got to get him into your side. But I think Man City will be a little bit like... I wouldn't say that would be... Um, really upset but they would have been a lot happier should they have kept that, that clean sheet yeah, I think uh, Pep made a bit of a, a blunder by taking out Aguero you know subbing him in the match in the Premier League you don't take off your key striker till the game is over and especially if he's fit and if he's able to play on because you never know I mean Middlesbrough scored like in the 90 something minute and you, you, you may need your striker if, if they equalise late or something like that yeah, it is a tough one. It is a tough one. Let's... If we look at it, all the English uh, teams in the Champions League all drop points this uh, week. Exactly. They could be fatigued, they could be tired, I don't know. That's a very interesting point. Maybe, as you say, Liverpool not having that sort of Champions League responsibility. Not the end, mm-hmm. of, the, end of the world for them and, and is boding well for their title push. Quickly, fantasy football. It's a weekend I want to forget. Was shocking, shocking for me. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna have to rethink my side. But Jermaine Defoe, Sunderland's first win in a long time, proving to be worth his weight in gold in fantasy football. Yeah, he was. Eh? And uh, I mean, there were some other odd results. I mean, Leicester, the champions, got beaten. Hull City also picked up a win. Yeah. Hull, Hull beat Southampton, I think it was. That's well, right. Not too bad. So I think a lot of you know fantasy fantasy league. Uh, players suffered this week unless they had the likes of Eden Hazard or you know Saido Mane or whatever uh, yeah so a lot of us was struggling this week let's take the international window to regroup please don't retire just yet don't throw the wild card in just yet let's just see what happens but anyway Mo let's leave it there remember to catch us at football 2 plus 3 on Twitter, cs2plusc.coza is where you'll find us on the Ginger's Perspective as well as cliffcentral.com. Mo? As always, be champions. All right, that's where we'll leave it. We'll catch you after the international break for more football 2 plus 3.